Welcome back, everybody, to the first step. I'm excited to talk to Daniela Catro, who is the CEO and founder of Heart Wisdom Leadership Academy. Welcome to the show, Daniela. Uh, thanks for having me. It's great to be here. So I'm really excited to talk to you because just in our little pre-conversation before we hit record, you are totally speaking my language and my listeners will definitely be interested in what you have to say. So let's dive in. Why don't we start with a little bit um, about who you are and your story? Do you want to tell us a little bit more about how you got to where you are today? Yeah, sure. Uh, there's many stories, <laughs> uh, so many stories of how, how I got to where I am today. Um, I guess probably the biggest, most influential overarching influence um, has been uh, following divine guidance, being divinely guided. And with that comes with listening listening and trusting that's been a uh, those two things have been a big player in my life and they've been on repeat <laughs> over and over and over again with the experiences that i've had with the choices that i've had to make with the crossroads that i faced uh challenges that i faced it all it all kept coming back to you know being divinely guided um i mean i could go back as far as five years old you know being that young and knowing already at that age, uh, that what I was seeing around me, I was already feeling like this is, there's gotta be more than this. And, um, but I was five, you know, like, what do you do with that? Right. So just kind of like, you know, put it in my pocket and then continued on <laughs> through my childhood. Um, but I, I was a very observant, uh, child more quiet than I am now. <laughs> and uh, I watched a lot, learned a lot by watching. And I, and I watched my family, of course, they were the first humans for me to come into contact with. So um, I uh, just observed, you know, different behaviors, communication, you know, what they were doing, and then observing what the world had to offer, what the world was saying, uh, and how things were so almost ready to run me through the mill kind of thing. And the, my spirit in me, like the spirit in me was just like, mm -mm. like something about this doesn't feel right. And, uh, I didn't know, you know, at the time what else to do. And it wasn't until really until I was 20 years old, um, finished college, you know, out of the house on my own, that I really stepped onto, I would say officially onto a personal transformational path and set onto a path to explore all these inklings, all these, you know, sensings and intuitive hits about there's, there's more, there's more than I'm being taught or shown. Uh, and I had no idea what, 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 where I was going or what it was going to look like, or I just knew at least that what I was seeing wasn't, didn't work for me you know? Um, so that started for me, a whole healing journey is where it started. And so much of this like divine guidance was literally hearing, you know, God, literally hearing the voice of God or hearing spirit or, 
just literally hearing no this way, no this way. And also feeling these tugs on my heart. And I really don't know how else to describe it other than that. Yeah. And, and I, and I would, I just chose to lean into them. You know, at any time I heard, heard that, you know, a very clear one sentence guidance it wasn't like a whole story that your mind comes up with. So I knew it wasn't my mind because of the, the promptings that I received were very short, succinct to the point period. And then they were gone. It wasn't like this whole conversation, right? Mm-hmm. That came after because then the mind would come in and go, but if then, ooh, it, right? Mm-hmm. That's the mind. And that's how I really got to see off the bat the distinction mm-hmm. between the voice of the heart and the voice of the mind, the voice of being divinely guided. It's clear direction. Mm-hmm. Doesn't It doesn't get into conversation. <laughs> Yeah. I can totally relate. Actually, when I first saw you, we're we're in a container together where where we met and I thought, yeah, there's some like mirror reflection um when I see you or hear you. And especially just now when with what you said, I can completely um relate. A lot of my listeners will have heard the story when I what triggered my really tuning into, I I feel the same that when I was a kid, I was always being given these messages or this guidance or this deeper sense of where I was supposed to go. But I did, I also didn't find my courage or strength or um, trust in that until I flew off a cliff in a car. And then it was so obvious, the voice that, that guidance that you're talking about um, was just saying to me on repeat, are you happy? Are you doing what you love? And Mm -hmm. because it was such a critical moment, I, it was, the voice was so obvious, you know, it stood out so strongly. And it was at that point that I was like, oh, okay, there is a voice that's guiding me. And that is what set me off on my journey, my healing journey and my living my purpose and truth too. So for listeners, I'm just, you know, I'm always trying to give people who are listening some, steps, right? These steps that we can take to tap into that guidance and living our true purpose. So I wonder, you know, if if anybody's listening, if you could maybe just reflect back on one more time how we can, maybe through contrasting, like, I think everybody has this voice inside of them. I think everybody has access to divine guidance. I think divine guidance is coming through everybody, but I mean, you touched on it already that how can we distinguish between the nattering of the mind that says things like, no, you can't, you have bills to pay, be quiet. That's crazy. That's outlandish. That voice, how can we distinguish like our nattering and then the voice of whatever you want to call it, God or source or divine spirit um how would you for others help them to reckon with this um conflict within us yeah um you almost just said it as i was listening to you um but i'll break it down um because i've asked that i've been asked this question for the last 20 years (laughs) and doing and doing the work it's the biggest question that i get is how do i discern between the voice of the head and the voice of the heart or the voice of divine guidance and the swirling of my mind so i'll i'll back up to say that 
if we look at the nature of this universe, everything's in patterns. Everything repeats in patterns, literally everything. We can see it in a leaf in nature, the pattern in the leaf repeats itself over and over again, right? There's so much evidence of this everywhere. I'm not going to unpack that right now, but in knowing that and us humans being here, we also operate in patterns, don't we? Mm-hmm. We have patterns from our childhood that we're trying to unravel that get in the way because we want to heal. Um, so the minds and the way that the heart works are very different and they also operate in patterns. So if we look at just the mind for a second and the nature of the ego, the ego, the purpose of the ego is singular. It's survival. That's its only purpose is to, is to keep us safe. So we keep procreating and our existence remains. Right. And so it doesn't really work uh, as an ally necessarily in terms of personal growth and realizing our greatness and our fullest potential and who we are and all of that. Like it's, and, and we lean on that in my opinion, far too much. So the, the voice of the mind is going, so based on what I just said, the voice of the mind and the pattern that it repeats is going to be of the nature of limit. It's going to be limitation. It's going to be not enough. It's going to be scarcity, right? Of any form. Like I'm not smart enough. I don't have enough education. I don't have enough, whatever, um, strength or my voice, or uh, we could just go on for days. Right. But the, but the end of it is the overall piece voice there is not enough is scarcity or limitation. So if you know that, right. Cause it's, that's an attempt to keep you where you are and keep you safe based on survival. If I keep you here and safe, then we're good, right? But, you know, our spirit wants to just go <laughs> and explore and evolve and, and be here. And this is why, you know, I believe every human has that feeling of like, is there more? What else is there? Is this it? Well, yeah, honey, that's your spirit knocking. Mm-hmm. And it's if we're going to listen to that or not. And those are radically two different voices to me radically two different voices. Mm-hmm. So if we understand like that, those are the two voices to, that are going to show up no matter what crossroads we're at, life decision we're at, then we can take a step back in what I call witness consciousness. Just look at it for a minute. Don't get wrapped up in it just yet, but pause, take a breath, take a step back and look at it from a distance, give it some space. So you can see it for what it is. Mm-hmm. And then when you can, you now you're in a place of empowered choice rather than at the default or at the mercy of that voice, which is easy to get wrapped up into. And I say all this with the caveat to say, I just totally simplified it. Right. But I also know that it's not easy. Mm-hmm. You know, with all the work that I've done, it's not easy. It takes practice. It takes a willingness uh, uh, to be more conscious right? To slow down a little bit. If we're going at hyper speed, it's harder to catch these things. Mm-hmm. If we're constantly distracted by social media or whatever, it's harder to catch these things. Mm-hmm. So there is this, this willingness to uh, grow in our awareness and grow in our consciousness to even be able to see this. Mm, I love this. I'm going to just pause there because I love taking listeners to um, through an experience where they might be able to grab actual action steps. So I'm just going to repeat yeah. a little bit of this first one, which is um, 
stepping back, slowing down for a moment, just to witness these two different voices, these two different guiding forces within us. And I think most people, when they try to do this, that actually most people can see that there is the spirit talking through them, wanting more, uh, wanting to guide them into something deeper, more profound, more meaningful, more joyful, more aligned. I think most people feel that at some point, at least in their life. And then everybody is very conscious of the other part of themselves. It's like, don't do that. Stay safe, stay comfortable. Mm. Yay. I think all listeners can probably relate to that. And then Um, let's take them to this place where I'm sure that you also have had a lot of experience when you're working with people. Me too. Um, when when you ask people to just pause and be with this other part of you that's like, hey, you know, you could, and then we get to witness as guides or, um, you know, maybe somebody who's who's done this work, this retraction that almost happens automatically, which is our, I would say our nervous system like you said, keeping us safe. And it's almost not a choice, right? It's almost like that kicks in and gets people back into their thinking selves and, you know, forces them to exit that heart space to protect themselves essentially. So at that point, what can people do to help them stay present and maybe delay that automatic nervous system response, which is like, fight and flight or freeze or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great question. I love this. I love that you brought that up. That's exactly what happens next (laughs) is the fear comes in and the fear to keep us safe, right? Like, you know, again, it has its place. If you were, you know, on a hike and there was a sharp cliff and you were starting to get closer to the sharp cliff and it dropped off into the abyss, right? Your fear meter would get the closer you got to the edge of that, your, your fear would just go up and up and up and it's there to protect you. Don't jump off the cliff. Right. Um, which is helpful again, not so much when we're looking at our own spiritual evolution. Uh, so yes, the fear comes up just automatically. And let's go back to patterns where that is a pattern that's in the body, right? So then this is where I would move to the body. And as I mentioned earlier, before we we, uh, started this conversation, I mentioned that a lot of my work is body-based, where we transform through the body. So without going into my, you know, full methodology right here, it's not really the space for that. What I can say just for something easy um, for your listeners to, to play with and to explore is, do some kind of body movement that grounds you back into your body. Because when you, when fear shows up immediately from an energetic standpoint, because I look at energetics too, from an energetic standpoint, energy flips up into the head. We become disembodied in that moment, like out of body, very similar. And most of the energy is swirling in the head. It's fear, it's the doomsday, it's the worst case scenario, it's the everything's going up bleep, you know, it's all that. And now we're not in the body anymore. We're not grounded. Fear's overtaken. And so when we're in that state, it's really hard to make a rational decision. 
mm-hmm. or, or, or a wise decision about what's next for you, it's, it's almost impossible. They don't really take up the same space. Um, so, you know, my big focus is on leaning on the wisdom of the heart. So if we're up in the head, we're not going to access wisdom up there. We're just going to get a bunch of fear. So if they can do something, uh, they, they know they have practice. It could be something really simple, but they know it works for them and it grounds them back into their body. They're going to feel their nervous system calm down again. They're going to feel safer, ideally, because they're going to feel more grounded. We don't, it's not, it's not the funnest feeling to feel on ground. It's not a very safe feeling in general. So, you know, one of the big pieces is teaching people how to feel safe in their own body and how to feel grounded in their own body. And that's where it all starts. And then we can start looking at accessing the heart. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, again, we're listeners who have heard me ramble on about what I think Mm -hmm. is, are the great first steps. Um, I mean, you're just speaking to that exactly. And my approach is that, yes, it's integral to develop a connection to your body and become familiar with your body, because that is where you can start to linger longer in the here and the now, because the mind will always be taking us back and forth, future and past. And so that connection to being here now in order to stay a little bit longer is critical that, you know, my whole approach is that everybody should be developing a movement, a mindful movement practice every morning. Yes, it makes you agile. Yes, it makes you strong and all those things that people want to do exercise for whatever. I'm always like, great, you're going to get that too. But the bigger benefit is that you're going to become so familiar with what it feels like to be in your body if you practice. And that practice is crucial because it isn't easy. Like you say, it's like the mind, all that energy. I love that visual for people. It's like everything goes up to the head and we lose connection with the body. And the body is actually where we can feel and where we can stay grounded and stay present. So yeah, you're totally speaking my language. So I'm going to just um take the conversation slightly in into this space because i feel in part maybe this is why you know people like you and i meet or why we end up having these conversations again i i also listen to this like divine guidance that filters down <laughs> and through me and i feel like maybe we're here today to talk to or spark this in people who are listening that i feel like on the planet right now, there is this enormous um, call inside everybody. Everybody's actually feeling this, that there is a deeper purpose. There is, it's like an opening or a timing where everybody is starting to question like, what the F am I doing in this nine to five job? Right. <laughs> like, it's unfulfilling. <laughs> yeah. I think especially, you know, post COVID times, that's whatever was happening in the last three years or however long it's been that almost everybody is like, this isn't working, whatever we've been doing, yep. whatever got us to this point, like let's not blame and shame and, you know, spend too much time on how we got here. But today where we are, I feel like a lot of people are experiencing this collective called to rise up. And I think a lot of what the work you're doing now speaks to that, this um, 
finding your purpose and leaving some kind of legacy maybe for, you know, our future generation. So do you want to speak to, yeah, maybe where life has been taking you lately and and why and where you think we're at and if you have a message for people in that regard? Oh my gosh, I love this question. I could go on for days <laughs> with this question. <laughs> oh my. Okay, well, let's gonna reel it in here for a second. So uh let's see. You know, yes, I agree. I agree with what you're saying, uh, that there is this massive awakening um that's going on in the world where people are asking that question more than ever, more than ever. I've heard people ask that question, but it is like almost Mm -hmm. every other conversation I'm having with someone who isn't doing that they're asking. Mm -hmm. So, um, number one, I love that that's happening. It's really exciting for me. It gives me hope for so many things. Um, and I, I mean, it all started that way for me. Mm-hmm. Right. If we go back to when I was five, it was like I started asking because we all ask when we ask. There's no judgment on the timing of when we do. Right. I, for me, it happened to be five. But whenever it is for any soul, it's that's in right there is such a celebration of a moment because now they're about to hopefully. Right. There's an there's an opening of, of a door that's for them to walk through to to find the answer, to start walking their path and discover you know, the answer to that question, because the answer is yes, there is more. I can tell you that right now Uh, with every fiber in my being, there is absolutely more for every person who asks that question. Then it's, you know, are they willing to go on the journey? Uh, And then in terms of legacy, where things have, you know, turned for me, you know, in the, in terms of, I mean, I think this has always been on my heart, but it's become more it's become louder. It's become nuanced, more refined, especially after the last three years (laughs) Mm -hmm. and just seeing and experiencing what we experienced and are still in the midst of is, you know, when I work with people, yes, it's the personal transformation, like we talked about. And it, then it's also when we get to the heart and we discover who we are, and then we discover what our calling is, our deeper purpose, why we're here. Because when we have a deeper purpose, there's fulfillment right alongside it. Then it's like, oh, right, the meaning of life, right? It's like it all starts to reveal itself. So when we find that, for me, it's turning that into, you know, a business of some kind or an organization or or ministry or whatever it is that somebody wants to do, but it has a container to hold it, uh, to bring their work through. And, And the work is based on what they feel called to do. And what they feel called to do impacts the world, not just while they're here, but it leaves a mark. It leaves a change for future generations. So I'll give you an example. Uh, There's this one woman who uh, just signed on with me literally yesterday, and she wants to create uh, a community-based homeschooling organization, which I absolutely love because I know a lot of uh, parents want to homeschool. I'm not everybody does, but you know, the parents who do feel a little intimidated by it because they're like, am I going to just, that that's an overwhelming thing to think about of like, wow, I have to teach, mm-hmm. I'm going to mm-hmm. be the school teacher and the mom, you know? And so this community-based model looks at 
in your community, you get together with people that you know, like, and trust, and you, you, know, you form this community, and then each parent takes a turn. So then th there's less responsibility on one person. It's a, it's a community effort. And then the parents also know what's going on in the classroom. They know what's being taught. They're, they're involved in it uh, in a deeper way with their kids. Uh, so that's just one example. And that could be something that changes the world. Maybe we're moving away from the standard education system, which personally I didn't love when I went through it. Wasn't my favorite. Um, uh, so maybe we're moving in that direction. And that's something I'm seeing and hearing more and more is people are like getting curious about homeschooling. And maybe we're moving back to, I don't wanna say backwards because I think we are moving forward, but in a sense, moving back to more, uh, I don't know if I wanna use the word traditional roots, but just more community-based, maybe tribal, um, Kind ways of being together mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and raising a family together and raising our kids together and being in community in a mm -hmm. different way than we have. Because mm -hmm. I feel like in some ways we've gotten so far away from that. So anyway, that's just a, an example of what could turn into easily a legacy, meaning if she sets it up well, which I'm so honored to help her do that, um, it could live on beyond her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I want listeners to hear this again. I'm just repeating back what you're saying, but I think these conversations are happening. This is a, this conversation is an example of the way that we're led or guided, right? Like we didn't contrive to meet, we met, right. we had this inclination to, I had an inclination to put the invite out to our group. Anybody want to be on my podcast? You said, yes, here we are having this conversation. And then somebody listening to this may hear this and it may be planting a seed for somebody to listen to their heart and follow their dream. And in that, as they do that, and I think this is something that we get to see once we start tapping into, like you would call it heart wisdom or dropping into our body where we can access information from source energy or however you want to describe these things, that yeah. what once you start doing that, what starts to happen is things start to show up to support that. So for anybody listening, going like, well, yes. how am I going to make this happen? Like, yes. no, I think this is an important piece that once you start to follow that intuition or that heart space, that what you will witness, and I would um, double dog dare somebody to try it and prove me wrong. Yeah, yep. <laughs> I would too. <laughs> Been on the bet. <laughs> Okay, we're both putting up a hundred bucks for anybody who wants to test this out. Start to follow your your gut, your heart, and watch the way that the universe supports you and starts to give you exactly what you need. I feel like um, that it would be worth sharing. You and I, I don't know if you were on the call the other day in our container where we were talking about risk assessment. Yes, I was there. That's mm -hmm. such a powerful um, exercise, right? So our um, leader guide um, was taking us through an exercise where we were called to go back in our life and think about all the times that we've taken a risk and and basically break down to see that it always works out. It worked out, yeah. <laughs> and so if anybody's listening, thinking like, well, I do hear this calling, um, 
but I don't know how I'm going to make it happen. This is just a reminder yeah. to, to say that it, once you take that leap or once you move out of that fear that what you are going to find is that there is always something there to support your, your next move, just like you've shown up for this woman who has had the courage to hear this call to make this school community, then Daniela shows up to help guide her. And the other thing I think that I want to say that's coming through is um, we're not going to do this alone, that we're not meant to do this alone. So if you're listening, yeah, it's like reach out, you know, start to speak these dreams. And, um, you know, one thing that I do is, is, write in a journal, even, you know, however you do it, if it's through prayer or talking to people or writing, I think as you start to hear this yearning, which we all are, to start to speak what you want and and start to stretch that muscle of trust and, you know, just take one step and then something else is going to show up for you. Did you want to speak more into any of that? Yeah, uh, I love that you brought up the risk. Uh, piece because uh, that was such a powerful conversation to just see that like yeah at every turn at every time I took a risk and like I said it was always trust I had to trust I I it was always stepping into the unknown it was never I knew the whole plan I knew I was gonna go it never you know and I I know I wouldn't be here today and where I am today and doing what I do today had I not taken all of those risks Mm-hmm. I know that I know that for hundred percent. And then I love that you spoke into just that we don't, we're not meant to do it alone and help does show up. I totally agree with you. And I've said this many times myself to my students, and I've watched them have this experience as much as I have that when I put that full yes and full bodied, like convicted yes out there that like, yeah, I don't know how it's going to work, but I feel called to this. So I'm just going to say I'm all in, I'm just going for it. I'm going to take the first step or the second step or whatever step it is. And I'm just going to do the thing. And then magically <laughs> we're provided for something happens. Even how I got connected to this person who I'm now working with. I just mentioned, she literally prayed about me hours before we met, not literally me, but she just mm-hmm. like put a prayer out to like, okay, I want to do this. And I feel called to this, but I need help. And she didn't know where to start. And I need, you know, and then literally a couple hours later, she meets me in the lobby of a, of a place that we were in. And I get introduced to her in the moment we meet. And she says, what do you do? And I told her, and she was like, she knew right in that moment. She's like, there's something about this woman. And she knew I was the one that was going to help her. So it, it, and I was love and I love her vision. So it's just, it just works like that, you know, and it's happened so many times I've seen people and this myself included you know, didn't have the money to invest in it. This is a big one because people, you know, it's money's a big conversation, uh, but people don't have the money to invest in themselves and they want to do this thing, but it costs money, right? They didn't have it, but then they took the risk and said, you know what? I'm just going to step towards this anyway, because I feel called to this. And even though it's scary, I'm going to do it anyway. So you do it scared. That's mm-hmm. a powerful one. Just do it scared. Mm-hmm. If it's your call, do it scared. And then sure enough, they come back and they tell me like whatever a week later or pretty soon thereafter, oh my gosh, the money showed up, you know, in some interesting way, like with this woman, for example, she had like an extra credit card that had 0% on it that she just completely forgot about. 
and was just sitting in her desk. And after, you know, we had talked about it, it, she was reminded she got the prompts, go check your desk. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. She went and she's like, you're never going to believe this. I'm like, actually, I probably will tell me what it is. I love that. Yeah. yeah, I'm thinking, you know, like, I don't know what it's like where you are, probably somewhat similar everywhere in the world. But I know in in my community here, I'm in a in a mom's group. So I get kind of a a broad view of people's conversations as they're talking about their lives and struggles or questions. And and more and more, it's interesting, like the way that our economy is being driven, I'm going to say, is making it very challenging for people to feel that they have that cushion or that breadth or that space to take these risks. So as yeah. I'm hearing you talk, like I'm in full agreement and I've watched that in my own life when I take the risk, these weird things show up to support me. Yeah. But <laughs> if you haven't experienced that, you know, and and I'm when you're talking, I'm I'm kind of in the back of my mind hearing these people potentially that could hear this conversation or not. But Right. Thinking like, yeah, that's a nice idea, but I just got to put food on the table for my kids. I'm a single mom working three jobs. Like how do you, this, this like pie in the sky idea of like, you're going to start to follow your calling. I, I, I mean, I don't have the answer to this. I think this is a really hard question I'm asking you, but for those people, what do you think could be a first step in like when people are absolutely maxed out, they're hearing this call, but they're like, there's no effing way that I can take yeah. a risk and put my child in a situation where they might not have dinner. I mean, where would those people start? Yeah. So I love this question too. Great, great, great question. And I would imagine there are a lot of people that would respond that way. I mean, I've certainly had people respond that way, you know? Um, and there's so much I could say about this one, uh, but to simply answer your question, where would they start as a first step uh, is taking care of themselves and doing some kind of, so I, for them, it wouldn't be, I wouldn't necessarily say it's the time to make the jump, or like a bigger jump because it's too far ahead of where they are mm -hmm. in themselves. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, when I talk to people, I listen a lot to the words they speak, how they communicate and I'm, and I'm hearing them, but I'm also listening. I can hear what also is behind the words and, and where they're operating from. It's clearly, it's all right there. Um, and so it's easier for me to say, okay, you know, based on what I'm hearing, that's too far of a jump for you right now. It's not off the table, but it's a timing. Uh, so then I would back it up to where, where can we meet this person where they're at? That's really, really important is to meet that person where they're at. At the same time, move them forward in a step that is not such a big of a jump. And so in this case, that would look like something around an internal shift in them because mm -hmm. that's what it's going to take. It's nothing really external per se. I mean, there's external tools that we can use, but I would lean on those external tools to create an internal shift mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because right now, based on if somebody said, you know, that exact thing of what you said to me, there's a whole slew of belief systems that's sitting on all of that. Right. 
uh, belief systems of what's possible and what's not mm-hmm. based on our past, based on our conditioning, based on what we see, you know, with the, with the physical eye. Um, and the, that's all in limitation. Mm-hmm. So I'd probably make some kind of a move with them more probably body-based in some way to move them a step out of that and into a little bit, a notch up of more possibility for them. So an easier way to say this is opening their mind more mm-hmm. and their body. Yeah. I and love that answer. A different conversation at that sta- every stage of our evolution. It's always going to be a different conversation, right? Yeah. yeah. I love that answer. And I actually also love my own question. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great question. It really is. Yeah. I think we, you know, what we're moving in the direction of is all of us realizing this potential to step out of these old enslavement systems. And we're all caught in it in different ways at different degrees. And I would say anybody listening, you know, anybody hearing this message from within or this conversation that we're having and wherever it lands for you, that there always is some one first step and to think of it just like that. And in regards to the people that are, it's just like, you know, miles away. It's such a stretch to think that they could live a sovereign life where they're in abundance and there's freedom and options and choice. And they're just like, I, that's a nice dream, but, 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 but Uh, I would say then there, though, if you're listening to this and you're one of those people, what I uh, just, again, to reiterate basically exactly what you said, but that the first step is just recognizing that you can take radical responsibility for your life and that even just doing one simple thing like spending five minutes in the morning with your own breath and helping yourself to establish more capacity to self-regulate or more presence in your life that even if you can't see how that's going to lead you to living the life of your dream, that that the the choice to decide to do one single thing for yourself could be the first step before the next step. And that everybody, anybody, no matter what situation you find yourself caught in, that that there is no reason that you can't take one step, even if you don't know what the next thousand or million are. It's always and only ever taking a first step in part, in large part, that's why I called my podcast the first step. But <laughs> yeah, I get it now. <laughs> yeah. And we're coming up um on the hour and I know people's attention spans and just how the day goes. Nobody has enough time to listen forever. So um let's leave listeners with what you might think would be um the most important step or first step, just so maybe we've already talked about it, but just so it resonates loudly with people as they're signing off, what would you want to leave listeners with? And I will be sure to link your, um, how to contact you in the text description. So if people want to reach out and, and know more about you, we can link all kinds of, um, information there, but just verbally, what would you want to leave listeners with, um, to take away that you think is the most important thing in this time for people? Mm, Yeah. For those people out there who are who are hearing that voice, that's like the commands, the one-liner, put a period on it, then it's gone. And and or they're hearing, or they're feeling, maybe they're not hearing the voice, but they're feeling uh the the tug to something else, a pull to something else, even though they don't know what it is. 
or they're questioning mind, they're questioning their life and what they're doing. And is this it? So if you're any of those three, maybe you're all three, maybe you're one or two of it, doesn't matter. But if you're any of those, uh, what I would say to that to you is that it, it's time. It wouldn't be happening if it wasn't time. And time to what? Time to, you know, like you're saying, Jill, to take the first step, to do, to step out of the zone of where you've been and step into what's next and what you're curious about, feeling about, or hearing about. Is That's how you're going to know. You're not going to know by staying where you are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've got to tell this story because I just think it'll hit home. I actually got like... Uh-huh chicken skin when I just thought of sharing this. Um, So just to give a tangible example, um, I guess it was probably about 14 years ago, my husband and I were visiting my parents in Canada. We were living in Mexico at the time and we were lying in bed and both of us at the same time got this one-liner message. It was like, move to Canada, move back to Canada. And we Mm -hmm. were both like, I don't want to do that. Why would we both said to each other, like, why would we move back to Canada? (laughs) We had this incredible life in Sahili to Mexico with this gorgeous yoga studio, living the life of our dreams, surfing every day, raising young kids in this beautiful laid back, heartfelt local community. It was like a dream, like a total dream. And this literally in both of our brains was like, move to Canada. And we were like, no, we don't want to move to Canada. Why would we move to Canada? Moving to Canada would be ridiculous. Again, the mind, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then because we had some experience with listening to our heart before, we were we couldn't deny that we could hear this voice, move to Canada, move to Canada. And it took us um, two or three years to to believe what was happening, what was moving us forward. And there was so much mental resistance, but there continued to be all these signs or nudges moving us in that direction. And I just tell this story because it wasn't going to be easy. My children, our children were like four and six when we made the move. We had nothing here to come to in the sense of like jobs or security or or knowing how we were going to make this work. But as we just continued to hear the guidance, we started to take tiny steps, like looking at houses, looking at places in Canada, looking at schools. Um, And then in time, what ended up happening was um, a woman offered me half partnership in a yoga studio here, which felt like, again, just the sign or this open door or this opportunity, enough security that we were like, okay, let's do it. And what ended up unfolding was that that was only a door. And I only stayed in that partnership for six months. And then so many other things unfolded to get Mm -hmm. us to where we are today. But I'm just telling that story as a a tangible example of like, if you're lying in bed and some crazy idea that you have a lot of resistance to comes to you, but you, there's no denying that you can hear it. That is what it sometimes sounds like, like this crazy outlandish, like something you don't even really feel like doing, or you don't want to do, or you don't know how it's going to happen. Right. Yep. (laughs) It's like that, right? Mm -hmm. 
like that. And I can tell you, it wasn't necessarily easy, all that unfolding of the next part of our life. But here we are. We've been here 12 years now. And yeah, everything has eventually just fallen into place. And it's not that there aren't bumps on the road, but I wouldn't change a thing. And yeah, from listening to that voice, I can say that my life does feel completely in line with my purpose. And there is something about that that I just want for everybody. So I hope if you are listening to Danielle and I speak today that you are somehow inspired to tune into that voice and then start to take first steps in the direction of your purpose and your dreams. So thank you, Danielle, so much for sharing your heart and your wisdom. And I hope people will get in touch with you if they need support. Um, anything else you want to add? I think that was great. I loved, I loved hearing your story. It made me think of all my stories <laughs> as well. But um, but no, I think that was a beautiful wrap. I guess the last thing I would say is very similar. It's just to, to lean in, to lean in to those to those callings and those voice and that voice and those promptings and get curious. It's the quality of the heart is curiosity. And yeah. just see, just see, just lean in and get curious. Awesome. Well, I'll link your information in the text. And if anybody needs help or wants to reach out, you'll have that information. May all beings be happy. Thanks for listening.